Hello, and welcome to The Staffing Show, the only podcast that delivers tools, tips, and tactics from the staffing and recruiting industry's top executives and thought leaders. This episode is brought to you by Staffing Referrals, the only automated referral management platform chosen by smart staffing firms. Tired of wasting money on traditional job boards? Sick of reminding recruiters about promoting your referral program? Wish you could eliminate admin work spent tracking referrals and scheduling interviews? That's where Staffing Referrals comes in. Imagine transforming your entire talent pool into digital recruiters on behalf of your company. Think about how happy you'll make your team by eliminating wasted time spent tracking referrals and scheduling interviews. There's a reason that Staffing Referrals is one of the fastest growing software platforms in our industry. It's because staffing executives want to scale faster by automating recruiting processes. It's because with Staffing Referrals, you can actually see an ROI. And it's because our world is now more digital than ever and your candidates expect you to keep up. Don't get passed by the competition. Stop missing referrals and start recruiting smarter. Get staffing referrals and improve your tech stack today. To claim one free month, visit www.staffingreferrals.com show. That's staffingreferrals.com show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Staffing Show. Today, I am super excited to be joined by Allison Daly, who is the founder and CEO of Recruiting Innovation. Allison, thanks so much for joining us today. Very excited to have you on the show. To kick things off, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got into staffing? Sure thing. And thanks for having me, David. I love talking all things staffing, recruiting, talent, my favorite topic. So I'm glad to be here. So I'm Allison Daly, founder and CEO of Recruiting Innovation, as you mentioned. And I like to call myself the accidental recruiter. I've fallen into this industry four times and I've times. <laughs> I think most of us have some, like I stepped on a banana peel and like fell into recruiting story. Um, <laughs> yes, almost everybody. <laughs> yes. And I also love your perspective around, oh yeah, I was actually talking to Jeremy Roberts who used to run SourceCon and he's over at JP Morgan now, but talking about how a lot of recruiters actually are kind of renegades, you know, like we don't really fit into a box, especially on the staffing side. Like we like to run our own book and then like run our own business. And I think that this industry really is a good catch-all for misfits that might not fit in other places, but are high energy and like to deliver quality. So I I think myself. Very relationship focused people, people that can talk. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So fell into the industry four times, picked it three times. So my first job out of college, I responded to an admin assistant posting hosted by Remedy Intelligent Staffing in Omaha. So shout out to any of my Remedy franchise folks and ended up being an admin for them for a little while. And I was like, what's this staffing stuff? That's cool. I was a corporate recruiter for Foot Locker Europe out in the Netherlands for about two and a half years, which is awesome. Fortune 500 is interesting. Formally cut my teeth as a recruiter, both on staffing and direct hire at Manpower prior to Foot Locker. Also was a first hire for a UX recruiting agency here in Denver, owned by the guys that run UX Magazine. They wanted to like bring sophistication to UX recruiting because that's even one more level of ephemeral from tech recruiting, which is also already hard. And (laughs) I learned a lot there. And then my last full-time recruiting job was with a high-growth startup here in Denver called Craftsy. It was right after they'd closed their $50 million round of funding. And I was their first external hire and brought in a lot of like 
structure and infrastructure to their tech recruiting process. Loved that a lot. Loved recruiting. But, you know, I always felt like I kind of came from the land of misfit employees. Like, people liked me. I delivered good work. But I kind of like bumped into the walls. Like, I, I, I never was promoted. I never grew in my career. I was only anywhere job for 18 months to two years. Either I got fired or I was like moving across the ocean, which happened a few times. And then when I was like, the, the backstory of like how I ended up building recruiting innovation was like at, at the end, toward the end of my time at Craftsy, I just really started burning out and was really kind of tired of, I love recruiting. I love the impact. I love how it's sort of a micro MBA because like, Next to the executives, I know what every person does and every team and because I hired for it. And it's such a great, you know, learning path. The fact that, especially on the corporate side, recruiting lives under HR and like, I'm not an HR person whatsoever. And it was like, <laughs> well, where am I going to go from here? Yeah. Um, so then I ended up having like this 10-day existential crisis where I was like, what do I want from my life and my career? And one thing led to another and I discovered this UX bootcamp and it was like one of the very first user experience bootcamps in the market like six or seven years ago. And having been a UX recruiter, like I knew everything about user experience design, but without the knowledge. And so I was like, this is a great transfer of skill set, you know? And so I quit the job, I started the bootcamp and then I actually landed a junior UX researcher job like the week I started my program because hello, my network is so good. Like another bonus, yeah. you know, yeah. being a You've recruiter. You've just been recruiting. Yeah. You knew all the my 5,000 friends on LinkedIn, just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anyone need anything? And it's like, yeah. So started as a UX researcher, took like a duck to water because recruiters and researchers, especially on a product team are two sides of the same coin. So as a user experience researcher, my job was to define who are my end users? Where are they? Get them to talk to me. And then follow the UX toolkit to, you know, learn about their goals, expectations, and needs related to using a product, and then synthesizing those stories back to the product team so that they can make informed product decisions. And it was so natural for me. My boss was like, how do you already have interviews scheduled? Normally, this takes like two weeks. And I'm like, hello, I'm a recruiter. And I kept just like, am I doing it? And he's like, you're doing it. And I just felt so good, especially after having recruited for that software team and for tech forever to now be yeah. on the other side of the desk. And, and that's what actually what led to the aha moment. So as I'm doing this job and being a UX researcher, I had a student project for my UX bootcamp. And my student project was a UX recruiter training program. Because like I was saying before, I used to tease my dev friends like, Oh, you think recruiters don't know what you do? Like they really don't know what UX people do. Yeah. And so I developed this little like UX training model for the recruiters. I own the domain. It's called whatthehellisux.com because <laughs> I thought that was clever. I and actually that's what I named my company initially. And then literally I was like, is this a thing? Is this how we can train recruiters about how to talk tech? And it was kind of like, I think this is a thing. And I looked in the market. And so this is now we're transitioning to the origin story of recruiting innovation and was looking at the market and was like, is no one out here teaching tech to recruiters? Like this solving a problem that we all know is a problem that recruiters like fundamentally don't understand what technologists do. And so in that moment, realizing that there's a green field, it was like, well, if not now, when, if not me, who? And exactly one year into my job as a UX researcher, I I quit that job to come back to recruiting and like save tech recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> nothing less, nothing less. Um, 
Yeah, that's and then I can tell you a little bit more about the company now too. Yeah, yeah, I would love to, I would I would love to know. Tell us what is recruiting innovation? What problem okay. does it solve? Oh man. So recruiting innovation, I brought to market basically the recruiter training platform that I wished I'd had coming up. You know, there's a lot of recruiting training out there, which is great. You know, you need to know how to source and and things like that. But no one was out here teaching recruiters, you know, Java is not short for JavaScript, or this is what front end is compared to back end. So what we are focused on at Recruiting Innovation is really becoming sort of like the industry training platform for the recruiting and sales industries. You can think, you know, we're in tech right now, but you can also think healthcare, financial services, life sciences, right? Unless you're a professional in that industry that's transferring into recruiting, most likely you don't understand that industry, but yet we're tasking these, our teams to like get on the phones with director level positions that are clients, not knowing how to even establish credibility, let alone how to pry loose passive candidates, right? Like there's a reason that there are blogs dedicated to how awful recruiters are. I can see where they're coming from. Like it's crap emails. It's all templated. I've been there. You don't know what to say. So you don't say anything at all. And you just kind of fumble along. And so what we do, we actually have a trademark training IP that I developed. So this is the toolkit, the user experience toolkit that I learned in my role as a UX researcher. And what I've done is brought this toolkit that lives in software development in the user experience space, and I've brought it back to the recruiting process. So what does that mean? So there's three tools in the UX toolkit that we are now training recruiters to use as recruiters. And those three tools are journey maps, personas, and contextual interviews. And when you learn the model, we call it the alignment framework. Um, It's our trademark training IP, the cornerstone of everything that we teach. When you learn that model, it basically, we like to say that the alignment framework trains recruiters on the language of technology. And when you're learning a new language, it's one part grammar and how to construct sentences and how to have conversations. And then it's one part vocabulary and the words of the domain in which you're operating in, in this case, tech. And so... We use journey maps to kind of map the journey of the workflow of our different technologists. And then we use the personas to help recruiters to really understand who are these archetypes that I'm recruiting for. The toolkit basically is then the backbone of the rest of the technical training. So our marquee product, and I'm like, why say something in two sentences when I could say it in seven? Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're good. We can also cut sections. So Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just having fun. (laughs) Yeah, Um, you're good. You're good. So this is really cool, by the way. What you're talking about is awesome. Yes. Well, and that's the thing. So I'll tell you about the product and I'll tell you why we did it this way. Yeah. So our our marquee product is the Tech Recruiter Certification. It's a seven-course, all-online, self-paced program. It's two recruiting courses. So we've got a Recruiting 101 class that's like, what is the workflow of a recruiter? And how do you write job descriptions that are candidate-oriented? And how do you draft outreach messages and Boolean search strings? And, you know, the 101. And then we've got the alignment framework course, which is all around how do you have these technical interviews with candidates? How do you have the technical intake with hiring managers? And what is this toolkit that enables you to have, you know, sophistication and nimbleness as you go forth and talk to all these different technical people? And then we cover what I consider the five key roles of a software development team, which is product management, UX design, front-end, back-end, and DevOps engineering. And then we partnered with technologists in each of those disciplines. So you're learning from a senior, if not manager, director level technologist of that expertise. You learn from a UX strategist. You learn from a lead product manager at Coinbase and so on. And then what's cool is, is then those technical instructors, the 
curriculum for the tech courses is basically that alignment framework again. So like you learn the alignment framework on how to have these conversations and then you come into the tech courses and then like, so let me just tell you about this because I just, I feel like we can overcomplicate sometimes as recruiters, especially when we're not super comfortable, like, and it's probably not just even recruiting, like the less that you know about a thing, the more intense it feels. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so what we've done is we've actually broken down each role into like some component parts. So like one part is workflow. How are they solving for the problems that their job is tasked with? Another part is toolkit. What is the technical toolkit that they leverage to complete their job? And then there's the personas. So what is like a junior persona compared to a senior persona, right? Like tasks, deliverables, motivations, frustrations. What does that look like at one to three? three years, seven to 10. So I can start to figure out seniority. And then finally communication, because each of these specialists is looking at your job description in a different way. They're looking for different red flags and they're going to respond to different types of outreach messages. And so if you can know what is the workflow, the toolkit, the career progression, and like, you know, the, the vernacular per role, oh my gosh, you're already like 80% ahead of the rest of the market. And now you can relate to these people and their language. And so it's just been a really fun thing to deliver and we get some really great feedback from our audience. And yeah, we like to say we teach recruiting teams how to talk tech. That's amazing. And it makes a lot of sense. I know the a few of the CTOs that I've worked with over the years have told me that most tech recruiters that have reached out to them are awful, that they don't know what they're talking about. They're reaching out for to talk to them about languages that they don't know. Like they've looked at their resume and they don't understand that like the nuances and the different tech that they're talking about. And then the other side of that is that the people who do get it and do know how to talk about it correctly and accurately are lifelong recruiters for some of the best developers that I know, where they basically have said like these senior level CTOs who've had jobs at KPMG, like large organizations where they're like, I know one person that I trust and he knows exactly what I'm looking for. And he will not reach out to me unless he knows it fits my criteria. And he also you know, has that technical background. So that makes, it makes a lot of sense. And um, one other thing, I know you and I have talked before this as well. And I find this very cool because I'm always in the tech, the startup scene. You also, you just came out of Techstars and you got into Techstars, which uh, congratulations for that. And I also think if you, maybe you could share with our audience a little bit about what Techstars is, what that experience is like. Because I think that's something that's an accolade that not many startups can say they've, they've accomplished. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's very exciting. So Techstars is one of the premier business accelerators in the market. Um, they've been around almost 15, 16 years. They've, they're on, you know, on the same parallel as Y Combinator. Started right here in Colorado, which is awesome. And they've become a, a global company with different types of uh, different specific cohorts. And so the one right here in Denver, fortunately for me, was actually the Workforce Development Accelerator. And so it was everything related to workforce development. And so there was, I think, 12 companies, two nonprofits. Really cool to see other folks solving for different parts in the workforce development lifecycle. And then we got to meet, I think it was like over 90 different investors, operators, mentors that all operate within the workforce development space, which just totally widened my aperture to you know, what we deliver and how we think about talent and upskilling and the industry. And so it was a really intense program. It was an additional like 15, 20 hours a week for, for 90 wow. days. I didn't realize um, it was that, that many hours yeah. of a commitment. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> how do you run your like, business with that? <laughs> exactly. And it was like November, December, January, which, you know, in 2022 for everyone was like a little sideways. So 
it worked yeah. out, but it was sort of like an odd time because then we yeah. kind of came out of it. We had regrouped on who we are and how we want to, you know, be in the world and how we want to grow. And then what's and, cool too is like, you know, thinking of the the tech star stuff and the workforce development is just really thinking through what does 21st century recruiting models look like, right? Like I feel like most industries three years into COVID are having some form of, you know, who are we now and what served us before isn't going to be what's going to serve us moving forward. And recruiting absolutely is the same, right? Like not much has changed in our industry really, you know, since the early aughts. We're now maybe getting a little more AI, which is cool. And we're getting some more automation, but this will fundamentally always be a people business. And so, you know, we also feel like recruiting innovations poisoned a good spot because as an industry, like coming back to the pain points that you just addressed with the CTOs is like endemic in our industry. And this is a little tough love conversation is like most companies still subscribe to this sort of sink or swim model, right? Like we're going to hire a bunch of new grads. We're going to throw them in a bullpen, which doesn't exist hardly anymore. It's kind of coming back, but like, and you've got 90 days to six months to, to prove figure it spot. out. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. Otherwise, you're going to be part of the 30% that we let go. And it's just not very efficient, not super friendly. So we're really all about like, how do we skill and up level, not just recruiters, but their teams and how they think about their systems so that they can be more nimble and be able to adapt as things get more technical. And every company is a technical company now, right? And so it's sort of like, if you can take this five to eight hour program and now you know how to talk to folks, how to qualify them, how to establish credibility, how to actually build relationships, that's an amazing return on investment. And I think that as an industry, we need to you know, get away from, well, this is another trend we're going to talk about, but this idea of like moving away from talent acquisition and paying bigger bucks for a senior tech recruiter, A, you can't really find them anymore. And now we're focusing on talent activation. So how do you upskill the people to become skilled tech recruiters? Well, now you can because there are actually resources like that, like us in the market. And so, yeah, I'm just really loving the thought around workforce development, future of work, and just really elevating the recruiting industry to being like a premier spot and a destination for people to like really grow six-figure careers here. That's amazing. And uh, coming off of executive form, one of the stats that they had is it was in their keynote, the opening keynote, they talked about how Talent wants career development and upskilling. This was talking about the temporary workers, but the largest piece of the pie was not interested, interested, greatly interested. And 57% of temp workers were interested in career development and upskilling. If that's what's happening with the temp workers who they're trying to get, I'm sure your, your internal employees want it as badly, if not more. You're hitting the market at a time where it's the I think the only way to fill the talent shortage in a lot of the, a lot of places as well. It's like we have such a talent gap that you can't just take the people that have the skills today to fill the needs that you have. So it's really interesting. And so tell me a little bit about some agencies you experiences that you've had success stories working with agencies to help upskill their uh, recruiting workforce. Yes. Well, I will say too, like that's also a thing that we're seeing from our perch is like this movement toward internal pathways, internal development, internal growth, like the number one benefit you can offer millennials is training and career progression. And like Gen Z won't even work for you if you don't have like built-in training and development. So, you know, you take that into the context of also we're at like what, three and a half percent unemployment with also hundreds of thousands of open jobs. Like 
you literally cannot buy the talent. You have to be creative. You have to lean on partners and figure out how you're going to upskill your own folks. And so we've been having some really great success. We've got some really amazing corporate clients. So we work with Zapier and HubSpot and Roblox. Zapier is doing some really cool stuff. They are very progressive. They do have a really cool new recruiter job rotation. So what they're doing with our technical training is like they, they do the, the fundamental recruiter training and then they get assigned to recruit for UX for a little while. So do, they'll do our UX recruiter training and then they get to shadow a UX recruiter. And then, you know, six weeks later, then they go to back end, for example. And so they're very intentionally making sure that these new recruiters are getting exposed to every technical role, like with an ability to kind of go deeper and really sort of immerse for a period and then rotate. And then at some point when you're done with that, now you're sort of like a really great multi-tool. And you might even at that point have an affinity that you can identify that you really like working with a certain skill set. And, and so that's been really successful for them. On the staffing side, we have been working with Judge Group and EdgeLink and BrookSource to name a few. And so what we're doing for Judge, for example, they're really great in that they really are committed to training. They have a lot of internal training. I know they work with other internal training partners. And what we're seeing with some really great success is we're actually doing a cohort model. It's so funny, like, like there's this big push to online learning and like self-learning, self-directed learning. And now that a lot of people are remote, like we're seeing like the pendulum swing back to like, but I also want to interact with other people. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, which is fair. And so we're, we've been piloting a cohort-based model. So it's, you know, a group of BDRs and, and uh, BDMs. And basically it's, you meet once a week for uh, six weeks, 30 minutes, and you do a course a week for the six weeks. So it's the alignment framework and then product and then, fr- you know, UX, front end, back end, and DevOps. And then we like talk as a group about, you know, what was the key thing with the lesson? What can you bring to your clients? What's something that surprised you? And then what's also nice is because teams are remote, now it's a great way for then these colleagues in five different offices to get to know each other and collaborate together. And so, it's not only like, are they learning and being like, oh, I'm already going to ask this question with my hiring managers. I are, ooh, I, I actually knew something that felt really good in this course. But now they're getting like this team bonding element as well. And they're seeing some really good results in terms of just the, the detraction and then, you know, the delivery too. Because clients right now are discerning as well. And they're being careful about who they're working with. And they don't want to you know, waste their time with agencies that don't get it. And so if you have trained and certified recruiters that are able to then point to, you know, their ability to deliver without wasting your time, like that's also a win-win on the staffing side too that we're seeing. So it's been really fun to just see different companies getting more creative about not only like upskilling and onboarding and more effectively, but like retaining because most recruiters want to get into tech. Actually, I had a great feedback from a a graduate who was at Saga Education. She said when they found out they were taking the training, she said to her colleagues, like, this is my path. I found, I finally found my path to six figures. Because if you're not, if you're in recruiting and you're not yet in tech, get into tech. This is where you get six (laughs) figures, man. And our training will help you get there. That's awesome. That's great. And that makes sense. So, and, and uh, without you, you kind of touched on this a little bit in terms of like how workforces changed. Everyone went all remote. You're seeing the pendulum swing back in some areas right now. We're hearing Elon's forcing everybody into the office on Twitter. There's all kinds of weird stories on that front. Uh, but what what are some of the the trends in terms of what you think the future of work will look like from your perspective? Yes. Oh, awesome. Basically, it's workforce development. So like away from recruiting and into like the world of workforce development, which is really exciting. So like 
least from our perch. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what we're seeing. So, you know, up until now, I've basically built this like off the shelf B2B training product. Yeah. After having 15 years of doing services as a recruiter, I was like, I need a product to ship. So pure <laughs> product, right? But then learning more about the workforce development space, like there are companies out there, Fortune 100s, Fortune 500s, they hire hundreds of thousands of that entry-level role, right? Which is one part recruiting, one part sales, one part customer experience. I was actually talking to a head of internal pathways with Walmart. And for example, they have started partnering with bootcamp similar to us or, you know, folks for, for dev. And what they're doing is actually they're creating like a custom bootcamp with a partner to upskill a talent, often underrepresented, under-resourced talent, giving them access and sort of a stipend to learn this training. And then just bringing them into the, the company. So the, the gentleman I was talking to was saying it was interesting because they had done this boot camp, and then the 12 people went through the traditional interview process and none of them were invited to an interview. And so my contact interrupted it and he was like, what's going on here? Let me actually just put these all in front of the dev manager. The dev manager ended up interviewing and then hiring 10 out of the 12. And oh so gosh. it's just like, so now what they're doing is they're like, they're not even letting them interview. They're just like, okay, here's your next batch of 12. They're just giving them new trained talent. And then they're enabling those internal teams to say, all right, we're going to have a team now that might be a little slower to start, but that up-ramp is going to be yep. so much more worth it. He said that they've saved at least $12 million since they've started this program 18 months ago, just for that slice of their recruiting, which is like the entry-level wow. dev. So that also is an indicator for us in terms of A, the recruiters, we can be blocking growth if we don't know any better, if we're not invested in to upgrade and be able to be more nimble and meet the moment. But also, like, I feel very passionate about recruiting as a gateway function into white collar careers. And, you know, most of us fell into this space and then you learn it. You've got the inherent skills. You just need to learn the tasks. One of the things that we're working on was working with two Colorado companies that are doing a lot of hiring. And we're becoming that workforce development platform where we're partnering with these underserved communities that are looking for ways to help their folks upskill and get jobs of the future, or at least, you know, living wage jobs. And then we're creating this pipeline of trained, skilled recruiters for these local companies that are hiring tens of a hundred recruiters every other year. The market's kind of weird. Typically it's over a yeah. hundred, but literally being part of upskilling the folks because, you know, I just, I also feel very passionate about recruiting. And I think that we need to do a, a lot more to really get people in the market. And the more we can actually diversify our recruiting teams, then inherently more diverse the teams that they're going to build. And so, yep. yeah, yeah. Internal pathways, mm -hmm. upward mobility, and like leaning on third-party partners to sort of triage what you can't or don't want to build in-house. And yeah, so that's what we're seeing mm -hmm. a lot of. And, uh, and, and are you working with, uh, so like IT staffing agencies, how like you work directly with them where they're saying, hey, come in, train our workforce. We want to upskill and we want everybody to do this. And you're doing cohorts with that. And it sounds like our, our individual recruiters also coming to your website saying, I want to go get this certification because I know that this is just going to, I'm going to level up. And because of the certification, the odds that I'm going to be a better recruiter, make more money are there, or I'm going to be able to get a job at IT staffing from them, maybe I wouldn't have. Is that the two pathways right now? Yes, actually, we have three. So yes, the B2C, we have yeah. you know, people just come to the website, sign up. 
get going. And then we have yeah the sort of enterprise where it's more oh, yeah, yeah, Zapier. Yeah. Yeah. Zapier, Zapier, but also yeah. like the staffing companies. So it's more like team yep. accounts, annual accounts. And then we also have two white label licensing clients. So kind of human capital platforms that license our technical recruiter training as part of their, their portfolio. It's so niche and so needed that it's sort of like a, a turnkey scenario for the, the the bigger companies that are then serving multiple other companies, if you know what I mean. So. And, and, and have you been able to show, I mean, it's cool that you were doing like the cohorts with some of the organizations. Where, have you been able to actually show like the before and after of results in terms of what productivity looks like or, you know, time to hire or what, what are any fun results to share? Just based off of the user feedback, we are seeing an improvement of 20% by and time to fill rates. We also really are all about confidence because I really yeah. believe that recruiters deserve confidence and credibility. And so we're seeing people, you know, go three to four points up in terms of like 92% of the How points. do they feel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They feel confident digging into technical details with the hiring manager. 94% feel comfortable digging into technical details with a candidate. So that means that they're going to be doing their job better, which obviously leads to the better fill time. Yep. And then we also have, we're seeing a decrease of 50% for new hire, new recruiter onboarding because oh, wow. the structured, everyone's using the same information. They're using the same tools. You're not dependent on like the manager having a good day, you know, yeah. and like sharing <laughs> yeah. the information, everyone gets the same quality and yeah. And then we're really excited with a couple of these partnerships to then get more data on their end about productivity and sort of like submits to completions. That's not something that we can get on our side, but yeah, through, yeah. through partnerships, we're getting that. We're starting to see those metrics come in as well, which is if it gets measured, it gets managed. How many recruiters have gone through the platform so far? Oh my gosh. Well, we have over 2,600 users in 35 countries, which that's amazing. not unintentional. I just built a product that solves a problem that people are looking to a solution for. So that's really exciting. I think we've graduated over 400 certified tech recruiters in the market. We'd love to get that number up. I haven't looked at the numbers most recently. We've had a lot of growth in the last year. So I think people are slowly making it through the program. Um, but I have actually now had three new clients come through who had interviewed someone who was a certified tech recruiter and then they're like impressed with that person. And also we're like, oh, this training exists because we're all used to this training not existing. Yeah. yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, and you know how it is. You're a referral guy. It just, you know, you, you start yeah. to build and you deliver a good product and people want to share it. goes it's, with it. Yeah. Eventually it's going to be like the LinkedIn certification uh, or like the HubSpot certifications. <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah, we, yeah we, we definitely see a vision where the recruiting, our certification becomes to recruiting what the SHRM certification is to HR. And like awesome. on that note, like our industry, we don't have credentialing. We don't have certification. There's some things out there, but nothing super standard. And it's like, why not? Right. <laughs> why right. Not? As a hiring, as a director of talent, it, it would be helpful for me to know, are you certified in UX recruiting? Have you done some extra work, right? So we're hoping to bring some more sophistication to the market also through offering awesome. the training and, and certification. And, and where do you see uh, recruiting innovation going the next three to five years? What's, what's your grand vision for it? Oh man, world domination. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing less, David. Um, <laughs> oh, honestly though, I do see a huge path to really kind of establishing and then cornering the industry training market for the staffing and recruiting space, right? Like, yeah. so our, our model right now, we're in tech. So that's where I come from. Yeah. And that's where it's close to home. But 
Every industry recruits and there's no centralized healthcare recruiter training, financial services recruiter training. And with our, our training model, that's what our plan is, is to then start pivoting into these other verticals and just really being that go-to source that takes the stress off of onboarding new recruiters or being able to take someone from customer service into to recruiting or staffing. And two other things there, we also are a mission-led company. And so in July of 2020, I launched the Ernestine McClendon Talent Grant. It's a five-month grant program designed to attract, train, mentor, and create community for underrepresented talent to launch careers in tech as certified tech recruiters. That's amazing. Um, yeah, we just graduated, I think, our fourth or fifth cohort literally today, March 29th, when we're recording. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. So we have like 25 net new certified tech recruiters to the market. I think we've graduated now over 80 certified tech recruiters. Again, I really feel passionate about this as an industry for creating wealth and generational change. Not to mention, we do, you know, create equity, and then you diversify your recruiting team, you're going to diversify every team they build. And then last but not least would be, we're also building out sort of a, it's a skills-based hiring training program slash diversity, equity, inclusion training as well. Because as recruiters, we are the professional builders of teams and it's inherently our responsibility to be the drivers of equity in everything that we do. We shouldn't wait for a hiring manager to ask. We shouldn't wait for our managers to ask. We need to educate ourselves on systemic inequalities and how do we source differently? How do we position differently? How do we support candidates that might look different than the typical, you know, 27-year-old white male developer? And so we we just really want to be the resource and hub for sophisticated, trained 21st century recruiters. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're going with that. Uh, I, it's I really love it. fun. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I love your passion for all of it as well. And I think it's a, a much needed product in this market. And uh, Something that I know a lot of staffing firms I talk with, a lot of the, the recruiters, I feel like this is something that they would be excited about and would be a huge value add for their organization or for them individually. With that, I'm gonna, we're going to jump over to some of the kind of speed questions here. Talk a little bit uh, personal on, on who you are. So first question I've got for you is, what advice do you wish you were given before entering the staffing industry? Ooh, good one. You know, some advice I give myself is you know a lot more than you realize because so much of recruiting is like an intrinsic skill job, right? Are you naturally curious? Are you diligent? Are you organized? Are you, you love to listen? You love to talk? Like those are things to not take for granted. Honestly, I always just assume people, everyone else had these skills and it's like, that's (laughs) not true. Not everyone can just literally talk to anybody. And so like without having some formal training, we tend to like undervalue these intrinsic skills that are actually the secret sauce for being successful. And so I would give myself the advice that I, I have a lot more skills and abilities than maybe the job description says, because maybe I haven't done the thing, but I can do the thing. So I would give myself more credit to have more confidence. And, and another thing I would say is ask good questions and take lots of notes. You know, if you don't have a formal training, you can learn a lot that way just by being tenacious and curious and humble as you move forward, meeting all different types of people. Yeah. Awesome. And then the other advice would be like, just stay curious because this is probably true for a lot of uh, of your listeners is like you start in one section of recruiting, but then you can easily take any other river or stream and do a bunch of other stuff as well. So it wasn't until I left recruiting and then came back and then started this company that I realized how much, 
how many skills I had developed by being a recruiter that maybe I wouldn't have thought to put on paper, but are like absolutely, you know, useful and valuable in any kind of working capacity. That's awesome. And what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? Could be an investment of money, time, energy, et cetera. Mm. This might sound odd or something, but I think the best investment I did was investing in myself. When I finally, I realized there's like a lot of privilege and grace to just continually falling into a great job, which is what I did. But choosing UX and choosing that boot camp and choosing myself and my own career growth started me on the path that launched, moved me to actually where I was supposed to be, which is to build this company and build this training so that it actually can serve an entire market. And so investing in myself, betting on myself, especially for a girl that never got promoted. I never got a promotion. Well, guess what? I promoted my damn self, right? <laughs> I yeah. started this company and now I know a lot of things and that's a huge investment. It was like, I stopped waiting for someone to tap me on the head and be like, yeah, you're picked. And yeah. I picked, picked yourself. I love yeah. it. I love it. What is the book or books you've given most as a gift and why? Ooh, I actually just today on LinkedIn posted a whole bunch of educational resources for like anti-racism work and, you know, helping us as white folks who is the dominant culture to like recognize what whiteness is. And so some of the, my amazing books in that space, this is, this is what I do on, on the side for my, my own development. I really, really love So You Want to Talk About Race by Ujema Ulu. That was a huge eye-opener for me in terms of what does it mean to be white? What does it mean to be black? What kind of different experiences might this be? And yeah, so I, I love that book. I also like How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi is incredible. I, I tend to also listen to quite a lot of podcasts. I love your podcast. I also love Code Switch. Um, there's a great um, like neuroscience podcast on Spotify called do you effing mind? I don't know if you're really <laughs> on this uh, yeah, I mean, podcast, sure. <laughs> but she's incredible. And she just talks about, you know, all, all types of uh, brain things or codependence or confidence yeah. or, and she's just a really sassy, super smart person. Yeah. So I'm the, looking that it, up. it tends Those to be around good. self-development stuff as well. So I, I, I should it. do some more fun reading, but <laughs> I tend to I, not have I, that much time for that. I'm right there with you. So. Last question I've got is, what is an unusual habit or absurd thing that you love? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, here's a habit. It's also um, a productivity hack. You're welcome. I've never really been formally diagnosed as ADHD. I, you know, I tend to like land on some of the spectrums, <laughs> but never definitively. And when I had to really like settle and like build this business, especially because I was on my own for the first handful of years, here's a productivity hack. So I am a total music freak. I learned at my Spotify wrapped that I'm in the top 3% of Spotify listeners in the US, which means I like listened to like 58,000 minutes of music last year, which is <laughs> sick. Um, but anyway, I love playlists. So I have like a focus beats playlist. And what I'll do when I have to sit down and work is I actually have a, a yoga sandbag that I keep at my desk and I'll put the sandbag in my lap to like literally ground me in my seat. And then I have my headphones and I'll put on my Focus Beats playlist until I find the track that I'm like vibing with that, that day. There's either like house beats with no lyrics or like classical. It's like a nice blend, but no lyrics because I really love lyrics. It'll distract me. And then I'll find the one track that I like and I'll put it on loop. And I have been known to like listen to a track for anywhere from two to four, or even seven hours. And it's just like produce. And I just like boom, 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 boom. And I've just started 
trying the Pomodoro timer as well, which is 25 minutes on, five minutes break. And yeah. that's, that's been helpful. So it's kind of nerdy, but sometimes I just need help sitting still. And but once I'm in, it's like, dude, crushing it, you know? I love love all of that. And also uh, that resonates well with me too. I, I told one of my uh, teammates that I hadn't been diagnosed with ADHD. And she said, well, have you ever asked a doctor? <laughs> just, I think you might be good to go. So right. <laughs> that's, yeah. uh, those are some good hacks to share. Really great having you on today, Allison. One thing I wanted to make sure our audience was aware of is that you also had put together tactile and persona cheat sheets. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that and just share what that is, but we'll be dropping a link to that in the show notes. And then uh, after that, we can just do closing comments. Sure. Yes, please. So I'm really excited about these tech talent cheat sheets. They're our latest resource that we launched just in December. It was per a client's request. So all my clients out there, let me know what you need. We love to deliver. So what they are is it basically it's a one page cheat sheet for each of the technical roles that we cover. So product management, UX design, front end and back end and DevOps engineering. And in the one pager, it is, you know, high level. What does this job do? What are questions you can ask the hiring manager when you're onboarding that kind of role? Questions you can ask a candidate when you're interviewing that candidate. There's a technical toolkit sort of shortlist, shortlist. And then there's also the like communication part, which is the red flags and green flags. Like what do these specialists like? What do they don't like? And so we have that for each of those roles. It's totally your cheat sheet. And so created a little bit.ly link for you all with a little landing page. They're awesome. If you find those things valuable, you'll find our tech recruiter certification incredibly valuable. And they're just our gift to the community. I, I really want resources out for people to feel confident in what they're doing. Awesome. I love that. We'll, we'll make sure we link to that. So if you guys are listening, check out the, the page. You'll be able to d- download those directly. Um, and then any, any closing comments for the audience? Sure. Yeah. I know your audience is more on the staffing side, and this is yeah. going to be true for staffing and recruiting. But like in my career, I, I always felt like recruiting was sort of undervalued, which confounded me because, you know, you wouldn't have a company without people and you wouldn't have people without recruiters and staffing folks. And so put some respect on the title. And I really feel like, you know, now is our moment to kind of come out from the shadow of being like, I'm here taking a deli ticket and I'm going to deliver you a person. It's like, no, like sit up straight. Like we add huge value to our clients. We add huge value to our teams. What we do is unique and special and it's important. And Trained, sophisticated recruiters are a strategic asset to any organization. And so like, you know, have some pride in that and and know that there are resources to help you grow, that there's ways to grow your career and that there is a long-term career for you here. So don't leave. We need you. Bring your friends, tell your friends, like (laughs) now's our moment as an industry. And I think that things are only going to get more competitive, especially when you go white collar jobs, which is a lot of what the staffing folks are doing, like in billing for. It's like, we can really add a lot of value in this industry. And we can also be an industry that is like well-esteemed. And it's our moment to kind of define for ourselves and therefore educate those around us that we're, you know, strategic advisors. And what we have to say is just as important as anyone else that we service and what they have to say. Uh, that's amazing. I, uh, I absolutely love it. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining, Allison. Really enjoyed the conversation today. Thanks so much for having me. What a pleasure. It's my favorite topic. I could do this for two more hours, but I think <laughs> we all have something to do on the end, oh. other side of this. So I'll let us awesome. show now. <laughs> thanks. Oh, yeah. And then also side note too, and, and I'll add a link too with the cheat sheets. 
check out our recruiter recruitinginnovation.com website. And if you're interested with that talent grant that I mentioned, we also have mentor programs. So if you're a trained seasoned recruiter or on the sales side, because we also have people that do sales or the DEI space, please sign up to be a mentor. We just are wrapped our last cohort and it was phenomenal. And I think it's been transformational for both sides. So if you want to give back to our community, please go through the grant page on uh, recruitinginnovation.com too. We would love to have you as part of our community. Awesome. Thanks again, Allison. Really enjoyed Thank it. Thank you. Definitely. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffinghub.com to never miss an episode. Until next time.